Welcome, everybody, to Virtue's brand of wrestling here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. And I still think also BigVito.com. Speaking of Vito, names with a V, I am Virtue, and I am being joined by the remarkable Robbie Vice. And I love that word, Vice. And I'm not talking about, like, Vice City, which is Grand Theft Auto or Miami Vice. I'm talking about everybody knows that virtue is like the enlightening one, uh, moral fiber, and the vices are the evil, demonic things that bring the virtues down to a level that I really like being at. So so what's up, Mr. Robbie Vice? How do you like the new name? You're going to stick with it? I'm going to stick with it. I feel pretty remarkable, to be honest with you. And I think if I can balance out your your goodness, I guess, with some vice, that'll be some uh, awesome things going there. Um, fun stuff, man. A lot of stuff happened this week. Um, I think there's a new show coming out on TNT. I might have heard a little bit about it. I'm not 100%, but, uh, man, what's on? what do we got on the docket today? Where are we going? Well, first of all, when I said bring like bring you down or bring me down, I don't mean that way. <laughs> I mean, like, everybody knows that I'm all about the darkness. I love the Bray Wyatt evil gimmicks. I love when fans hate and are miserable, but yet I call myself virtue, which is enlightening. Right. But I need you to be called vice to balance me out to where I really should be. Right. And that's why I like, that's why I'm glad you, you chose that. Um, we'll see how it goes. Now, AEW dude, it's going to be on TNT. I mean, it's it feels like first of all at least when WCW did it back in the day they were around and had pay-per-views they had you know smaller shows before Nitro like Saturday night it wasn't just a out of nowhere right speaking out of nowhere we'll get to that later so to me it made sense for WCW to get in the game on Monday night and on a major network like TNT with Nitro AEW still has never really done anything other than one event, soon to be two events, and here's their big TV deal. Um, I heard did they have to pay TNT for this initially, at least. I, I read that there's something in there. If there's like a viewership thing, they think they do have to pay unless they exceed. There's like something like that in there. Um, I'm hyped, dude. I, they announced it. I had nostalgia. I am hype. I am all in. I'm gonna finally buy into AEW. And I'm I'm just I'm really really excited, and there's really no reason for it, but I saw the TNT with the fire, man, and it just brings me back, and that's all I needed, and I'm sold. And I'll tell you what, I Chris Jericho, I like him, and he's part of this, and it's I can't believe he's actually going to wrestle Okada for the um, IWGP Heavyweight Championship and still work his match against Omega for AEW. That's fantastic. That's what I like to see. I, I like Cody. I know a lot of people give Cody some hate like he's not this great worker. He may end up turning into a great wrestling promoter. We don't know. Um, and, of course, I like Kenny Omega. So there are some parts of AEW that I like. I like the fact that they have Jim Ross, and I am interested to see how that talent, if he can influence the talent pool there like he used to do in the late 90s and early 2000s in WWE. But, again, I'm, I'm going to temper my expectations I'm going to just pay attention to it for the couple of stars that I like. But as a brand, they're going to still have to win me over. I'll say I'm at least intrigued for um, their upcoming, whatever show they're going to have, whatever night they're going to have it. They, they have my title. They have Earl Hebner. 
They signed Earl Hebner. Did they announce though the name of their like shows or anything yet, or like nights, or just that they're going to be on TNT? No, they they haven't announced that. I I think they have the trademark Tuesday Night Titans. I think is something they have trademarked. Um, but I'm hyped. I want it to be Monday night. I want it to go right up there with Raw. I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm just I'm so ready for this. I get so annoyed when wrestling fans are hyped because so for years and years and years. I would see them get hyped only to be bitter and sour about how things turned out. Uh, I mean, let's even go back to Sting. He didn't wrestle or talk for a year and had one of the greatest silent gimmicks since Charlie Chaplin, okay? And WCW kind of botched it with that match at Starcade with Hogan, with Bret Hart. I, I believe Bret Hart was the referee, right? Or he came in or something like it, that. It was um, uh, Nick Patrick was the referee. Yeah, he, yeah. he did the slow count instead of the fast count. Didn't the heart, Bret Hart come out at the end of that match or something weird? So I actually just rewatched that. So what happens is they are supposed to have a quick count with Nick Patrick screwing over Sting to kind of – because that was right around the time the Montreal Screwjob happened, okay? And then Bret Hart was going to come out, restart the match, and have it fair, then have Sting win one, two, three. But Nick Patrick claims that Hogan and management told him two different things. So he, when he did his, when he was supposed to do his fast count, he just did a regular count. So Hogan beat Clint Steen, geez, Hogan beat Sting clean in the middle of the ring. And then Bret Hart comes out and restarts the match and then Sting wins. So it almost made Bret Hart look like a heel and Sting look like a heel and Hogan won clean and then got screwed out of the title. So that was a, an amazing buildup to probably the biggest botch in the history of wrestling. So with that said, this is why I choose to, to get behind the top stars that Vince McMahon pushes. Um, everybody, you know Roman Reigns. I don't hate Brock Lesnar like the world does because I think it's fascinating when you bring a guy in and he only works part-time and you put a title around him and so many people are pissed. I want to see the universal title every week. I think it's fascinating when that stuff happens. And for that very reason, I think there's a guy in the Money in the Bank match, there's two of them, that are that typical WWE-type Vince McMahon, slow worker, uh, methodical, old-school headlock guy, power moves, not your typical flippy and flyy. And one of those guys is Drew McIntyre, and the other guy is Randy Orton. And for the love of me, for my the life of me, for – Every fiber in my being, I am pulling for Randy Orton to win that match, win Money in the Bank again, or Drew McIntyre wouldn't be bad either, just because I know that the Smarks are going to be pissed. And yes, Mr. Robbie Vice, I'm admitting this. I've always been told that you like Roman just to get a reaction because so many people hate him. No, no, no. I organically like Roman. I've said it time and time again. I like the Shield every member in the shield when they came out and i've kind of stuck with that the whole way ambrose used to be my favorite and for a little bit it was it was rollins then reigns can you fault me for liking the shield since day one no okay but somewhere along the line i got blamed for liking roman just for a reaction and that's not true i said jinder mahal that was a troll i do really think that i love jinder's push but I think that going back to that, why did I say that I liked that? Because I saw people were bitching and bickering and were pissed. I think if Randy Orton wins the money in the bank, people are going to be pissed. And quite honestly, Vince McMahon loves his veterans. 
And I, I want to see it, dude. I want to see Randy Orton win, and I'm going to tell you why. He has that briefcase, again, a second time. Out of nowhere, and you know how he does his out of nowhere RKOs? All he has to do is that in a perfect timed place on TV, and then all of a sudden he pops up and holds the briefcase and cashes it in and then does a second RKO and wins the title right there because that's going to piss people off. And, Rob, I'm not ashamed to admit it now. I like when the fans and the Smarks are pissed off because no matter what, they're still going to watch the, the diehards are still going to watch next week and continue to bitch. And I, I love going against them. So am I wrong? Are you going to yell at me for admitting right now I want Randy Orton to win so people are miserable? No. Anyone can have an opinion even if I think it's wrong. Um, I will say that I don't hate the idea of Randy Orton winning. I would much rather see someone like Drew McIntyre win. That's actually my pick. That's who I'm pulling for in this match. Randy Orton has been there on the big stage. I think the RKO is that's kind of why overdone. I want it again. I, that's I feel it's going to piss the people off. Everybody I get expects it. Drew to win, right? That's why I don't want him to win now because they expect it. I hate that. I, I get that, but I think the fans are going to want some of these other guys to come up and win. I think they'll even want Sami Zayn to come up and win or Ricochet. They're going to be upset if one of these big slow guys wins. And exactly. You know, right. I, I, I want it. I want them to be pissed. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Drew McIntyre is a newer talent, and he's kind of on that borderline yeah, right now where he's going to start floundering if he doesn't get something. was the chosen one with an intercontinental championship run, right? Vince McMahon said he was on television. So don't I don't think Drew's new by any stretch of the imagination. But I think he is in danger of falling into obscurity, the same path that Bray Wyatt fell down six to seven months ago. If you keep using Drew McIntyre as just a bully to come in and help, you know, the other heels get over, but he needs to have some something that identifies him as the next top heel because we're thin on top heels. I would love to see Drew McIntyre carry the briefcase around and just beat the crap out of people until he decides to cash in. I don't think Randy Orton's a bad choice. It's just, in my opinion, I would rather see Drew McIntyre just because I've seen the Randy Orton thing before. I've never seen Drew McIntyre with the briefcase. And because I, we, because all the wrestling fans say they've seen it before, I love when Vince McMahon shoves it down their throat. To me... That has become the best storyline in WWE the past decade, really since John Cena. And it took me a while. I didn't like Cena at first. I love the force-fed Vince McMahon guys because my as my fandom loves seeing those fans that hate that be pissed and bitch about it. I love it. And I don't I, I'm gonna admit it now. But I've but I genuinely always liked Roman Reigns, but I'm going on the record. Randy Orton is could be my new favorite this year if he wins this thing because I know people are going to hate about. And the thing is, if he doesn't win it, I'm okay with Drew winning it because Drew's a heel. He's a slower worker with with a few power moves, and people are going to probably be pissed about. You know what it is? People would be pissed about if Drew won because he's not like their flip flyer type guy. Mm -hmm. They just like to be right. The Marks like to say, "Well, it's it's Drew's time." Because he's due. And and that's what I hate. This is that's why I like Orton's and Reigns and people like that winning. Because I hate other fans saying it nope. It's time. It's time. This it's Drew's time. It's got it's got it's gotta be. It's logical. But, but sure, I respect I like that. that. 
I respect I hate, that. Oh. That's that's how I feel about Game of Thrones fans right now. I love what's, what's season Game eight. It's it's a little show. It's it's doing okay, but everyone hates season eight. I love it. So when things happen that piss the other people off, I, I laugh. And it, it so I, I identify with being getting enjoyment out of that. Yeah. And 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 I would be okay with Randy Orton winning just for the simple fact that you said I I would love to just kind of troll people a little bit when they start crying about it. Well, dude, the personally... RKO memes. Um, gosh, I, dude, and it, to me it would make it exciting. Like if Drew wins it, you know he can cash in as a heel right anytime. I feel like if Randy wins it, Kofi's like run is in serious jeopardy. Um, I mean, you know, I, I kind of think he's going to keep the belt a little bit I longer now. he because, was champion. Dude, <laughs> but the reason why I think Kofi's going to keep it a little bit longer now, and I said this on the No DQ uh, Money in the Bank predictions, I think when Vince McMahon sees Kofi, he doesn't see Kofi as an individual, as a WWE champion. He sees the New Day mm-hmm. as the WWE champion. And Vince created the New Day that originally didn't get over, and they had to turn him heel, and then they got over. So this is now now everybody's clamoring for Kofi. Well, everybody, and Vince is loving it because he's like New Days. That's what I envisioned. So it's uh, Kofi's ironic now that I think about it. That's Vince McMahon's force-fed group at the top of his company right now, and the fans are eating it up. So Vince McMahon is kind of a genius. Other than I think he forgot to um, translate to the casuals. You know what I mean? He he still he can't pull them in anymore. That's his problem. He, that's if Vince McMahon has any fault the last decade since the ratings have went down. I think he lost touch with what's cool in this world that brings casual non wrestling fans in. Yeah, I mean look look at what the matches they're putting over there for this super show in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg versus the Undertaker would have been so cool twenty years ago. I don't, I don't care about that match, okay? Well, the Saudis probably put in for that 20 years oh, ago. Oh, no, 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 Vince yeah. McMahon finally just got the memo <laughs> because <laughs> there was a bunch of money attached to it. It was a fax, it was a fax that just didn't come through till recently. <laughs> um, you know, and, and we're also starting to hear even Triple H is getting annoyed with Vince McMahon being out of touch. There's a lot of stories coming out now that he's frustrated. He's liking tweets and then unliking them. He's being a little passive-aggressive. I got something to say about that when you're done. Sure. I mean, that's basically all I have to say about that. But even even Triple H and the writers and Stephanie are being reported as being very annoyed with the amount of control that Vince is his stranglehold on his company. I call bullshit on that. Triple H is collecting paychecks, has power, knows that him and Stephanie are going to be in charge when Vince is gone. Bangs Stephanie has kids. He loves that lifestyle, and I think that Triple H and the they're working the dirt sheets, bro. Him and Stephanie and Vince, they're all on the same page. They, they this is their grand their grand scheme. They're they're letting Vince do his thing until Vince croaks, and they know that they'll pick up. He's already planted the seeds of what the fans want for the future. That's NXT. As long as he's got NXT, that that that'll be there for him. So I don't think Triple H. Maybe the writers are. I don't think Triple H and Stephanie are pissed. I think they're working the dirt sheets. They're all one big happy millionaire billionaire family. That's my opinion. Triple sure. H Triple H is playing everybody when he likes those bad tweets. Because I, I just I just I've watched him long enough to know that uh I, I don't think he's pissed about this in real life. I mean, I don't. It, now if, if NXT went away, if Vince Vince McMahon started showing up and controlling that, 
I would believe that, Rob. Okay. Sorry, Robbie Vice. <laughs> but because Triple H still does his NXT stuff, full power there, I, I don't think there's that animosity like everybody thinks. It's just, I think it's more of a work. Okay, that's fine, though. Does it stay a work if and when AEW starts beating them in ratings? Maybe they're planting the seeds for this to be, you know, this work to turn into a, you know, where we think it's a shoot. Because if they do need to go there, they can create what everybody thinks is a real-life feud with Vince and Stephanie and Triple H. So maybe they're planting this in case they need to go to those tactics. That's they're smart. all really on the same page, but they're going to start letting the internet know and the dirt sheets think that there's real-life animosity. And that could turn into a good storyline. And that's honestly, that's the most Vince McMahon storyline you could come up with, right? I mean... So, I, I think Triple H and Stephanie are working the internet right now. I think uh, working the internet. I think they're perfectly happy. Um, they got grandkids. They're all one big happy family in, in Connecticut. And um, that's another thing. And maybe I'm saying that because, again, the fans know Vince McMahon and Triple H and Stephanie. There's animosity creatively. We know because we heard. That's what annoys me. Remember before the internet, Rob, you just didn't care. You didn't care. You just kind of watched and enjoyed what happened as it happened. You didn't have to predict and think logically or think what it should be. You just loved what they gave you. But the internet has just ruined the kayfabe. And, and, and I don't know, man. The internet would have saved me a lot of headaches because I remember getting in a lot of trouble for using a lot of minutes on Mean Jeans 900 hotline in WCW when I was a kid. That was not a good week for Rob. Dollar ninety nine. Wait, ninety nine cents the first it was, minute. It was a dollar ninety nine to ninety nine cents a minute, and I want to say for a month straight, I called for like thirty minutes just listening. Give to me an example. <laughs> I never ever called that. Yeah, and I wonder if there's anything online where you can hear some of the stuff he's saying. Yeah, they give have me an example. Like when you would call in, give me like a couple of lines he would say. It would literally just be dumb. He would be like, there's rumor that there's a new person coming into WCW to take on Hulk Hogan. And it was like when like the Road Warrior showed up. But like they never actually told you anything. They just kind of like sprinkled some stuff in there for future storylines. But as a child, I was like 12. So I'm like, this is real. Who is it? And then I have to listen to it. And I would spend like, I think I ran the film bill up like 90 extra dollars. So uh, my dad didn't find the information as useful as I did, I guess. A lot so, of shoveling. Growing up watching wrestling, um, I guess we could say WCW or WWF. Mm -hmm. You could even throw ECW in there. Mm -hmm. Pick one moment that like just will always stand the test of time. It could be a great match, a promo, um, an angle. You go first. For each promotion or just no, overall? No, just, just one during the – as your child, I don't know, but – when did you start watching wrestling? About how old were you? I the first match I ever saw was uh, Farouk, and that was pro I, I was born in '85. I was very young when I saw that on TV, so I've probably been watching since I was about seven. I would say. All right. So been, before you were uh, twelve or earlier, go. The biggest thing that stands out to me in my childhood was the promo, and this is actually what got me from watching WCW more to WWF was the Paul Bearer promo for The Undertaker that Kane was coming. 
that was the buzz and talk of all of my friends at school. We wanted to know who Kane was. And I remember that that was the most I'd ever spent talking about wrestling outside of my house. And that's really what got me talking about wrestling with all my friends. So I would say that moment really pulled me in more than anything else did. Okay. And you were about 12 years old in 97. So guess what? Yeah. I believe that was a Bruce Pritchard idea. And they have Bruce Pritchard on the creative team now. Where in the hell are those ideas now? Now, we do have this Bray thing. From what I understand, he's very much producing it with some actual Hollywood people. Creative and Vince, and Vince McMahon and them are staying away from this right now, supposedly, allegedly. Where, I mean, you know what I mean? Where is that good stuff now? I mean, could are we in the middle of something great with this Bray thing? Dude, this most recent one with the mask, and of course, because we were the internet, oh, that's Corey Taylor from Slipknot or whoever that guy is. No, people dude, are dumb. Stop relating. It's dude. You know what I mean? I think I thought it was great because I love. That's why we got virtue and vice because you got the light and the dark. That's exactly what this Bray Wyatt character is. It was a great throwback. It reminded me of like something you would see in a Spawn comic book that I read as a kid. Uh, I love everything about it. I love the fact that he's nice and he has that dark side to him. He's going to have some snapping moments. Everything about that promo is gold. I just want them to stay as far away from it as possible and then just stop with the 50-50 booking when Bray comes back. Just make him make him last for a while. That's I beg WWE to do this. Now, I think this was on the No DQ review where I talked about that they should not have him wrestle for a while like Sting did back in 97 with the Crow gimmick. Do you think that would be a good idea? He, yeah. Can he make, he make appearances in the arena? You know what I mean? But don't have him do anything. Maybe have him take someone out and everyone anticipates that leads to a match. But Braid is have even hell, have him interrupt someone and have that person pissed, call him out, and just have Braid no show the pay-per-view and just you know play a video like I'm not coming out, I'm here playing, I'm being good. Like, and then just have it build up and then have him come back. They've seen it before, like you said with Sting. Yes, that's exactly what they should do. And here's what I, I was thinking about this harder, and we talked about this thinking, where in the hell is that WWE title going to go? You know, right now it's on Kofi. You know, will it go to Owens? Eh, maybe, but maybe not. We're talking Roman winning it for SmackDown Live on Fox. What if they just kept Roman out of the title picture for now? What if, what if, this is another reason why I picked Orton to win the money in the bank. Let Orton win the money in the bank. Let him cash in on Kofi. Let him become the WWE champion, let Bray come back and get this damn thing right that was messed up. Bray and Orton could have had a classic all-time feud, and they fucked it up. Yeah, I think they could correct this now, but again, we know Orton's a heel pretty much. In this Bray gimmick, is it is it both? Is it Foley-esque? Is it heel and face? We just don't know, but why not something like that? I would like to see that. I even proposed... Bring Brock Lesnar back. Have him come out, screw with the title match with uh, AJ and Seth so there's no contest. Seth retains. He shows up with Heyman on Raw, and instead of you, you know, he, he's coming out to like he's going right back for the Universal title, and then have some weird shit start happening with Brock and Heyman in the ring, and it's literally Bray Wyatt. A Bray Wyatt and Brock Lesnar feud with no freaking gold on the line. Remember when there used to be great feuds and you didn't need titles on the line? Yeah, when it was Jericho and, Jericho and Michaels. Of course, I think Jericho ended up winning the world championship. Sure. And, and that turned into a, a feud for a title. But 
I mean, that's what I miss. I, and I they miss- could go back to wrestling one-on-one, though. He could kidnap Paul Heyman for a few weeks and have a couple weird promos with Heyman tied up somewhere and just, you know, oh, my God, he'd, like, have him gagged or whatever. And then Brock could immediately be like, you need to let him go. And then they could have a match based on that. Bring in Sable. And, oh, that'd be and get, great. And get oh, man. I mean, oh, they, man. The, how do they not think of this stuff, Rob? They got so many. <laughs> I mean, maybe she doesn't want anything to do. But don't that would you be tell terrifying. Me, you tell me they don't offer her a bunch of money. She ain't going to come back on TV. You know, she's probably still hot. Even she if is she's hot. 50. Dude, that, people would go apeshit seeing, like, Sable, Brock's wife, yeah. getting messed with, with Bray Wyatt. I mean. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine her tied up to her. We're just all fans and marks, Rob. So we, we didn't work for a soap opera. We didn't write for a soap opera where they literally have the same story five days a week, and then maybe every third month they have something happen. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and I will say that that's a good. I would say that idea is remarkable. Just something, man. It's just something. <laughs> you know, literally, they need a writing team. Uh, you know, Vito, Virtue, and Vice. I mean, that I'm pretty sure that could get ratings back over 3 million people. I really think so. And you don't have to hot shot it. You don't have to blow your wads. But just put some hooks in there. Build stuff up. And I'm not just saying one segment every week in five hours of wrestling. You can build six, seven, eight things up every week and keep people hooked. What's going to happen to this? What's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? Like they did in what? Uh, I don't know, 97, 98, 99, 2000? Sure. You know what annoys me more than anything, though? Do you remember back in the day that you wanted to watch the pay-per-view so they would finally get the fight? They didn't have tag team matches where they were in the match. They didn't have run-ins where they because had matches every $50. week. That, you know why? Because yeah. they had to get people to pay that big money for it. But they could still do that. And it would still be a better product. Wouldn't it be great if we just didn't see the same people fight every week and then building up to the pay-per-view, you know, you could actually have a storyline and then a payoff and then not do the same thing over and over because it was a conclusion to a story? I almost think they should. And I don't know how this would affect the network. They, they should have never given every pay-per-view away on the network. They should have done like the, the, the lower ones, the seven or eight lower ones, were part of the nine ninety nine a month, but the big ones should have been pay per view. You I know agree. what I mean? And no, then, and in your house shows, yeah, yeah. So all the lower ones could have always been on the network. So you 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 know you're going to get seven or eight pay per views for the nine ninety nine a month throughout the year. But SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Rumble, and Mania, at least the big four from the back in the day, they should have still kept those as a pay per view, forty fifty bucks to keep the pay-per-view business kind of up there. And then you wouldn't have as many pay-per-views. So the big, and then you could put them on the network down the road anyway. You know, I don't like the takeovers. That seems like a really good formula, right? I just don't know how people don't, I wonder how their board meetings are, Rob. Dude, talk about something real quick. Cause I did not look this up recently. I got to check the stock. Oh my God. You're putting me on the spot. Well, yeah. So let's look back at the day when they didn't even have named pay-per-views every month, when it was just WWF in your house. And that's what all the little shows were. And then you had things like King of the Ring, you had SummerSlam, you had WrestleMania, and you had the Royal Rumble. Everything outside of that was just a minor show. But all of the big storylines always came to the crescendo 
at the big show. So basically, you have four shows a year that you can build up over a quarter to have the big blow-off match at the pay-per-view. Whereas now, they have the big blow-off match at all these random little shitty pay-per-views, and they do the same thing for four months at a time. That's why no one cares. And that's why we're oversaturated with feuds, is because we've seen everyone fight everyone 10,000 times, so no one cares anymore. Dude, okay, so it's 81-22. Um, yeah, it dipped a little bit under 80 recently, but still, and people will say, oh, it's down. You know, it could go down to 73, Rob, and people are like, oh, it's down, even though a year ago it was 38. You know what I mean? I put anyway, that stock at $30. $80 is incredible to me. I love it. I, th I think I think as long as they got these TV deals in place in Saudi Arabia, it's going to stay 70 to 90 for a while. But so going back to what you said, I love the in-your-house philosophies. Were how long were the weren't those only two hour pay per views when they first yeah. when they first and they had the house set I know they ended up becoming like Bad Blood and Ground Zero and Degeneration X and stuff Degeneration like that. Degeneration X in your house, but, but they were still even in your house. First run though, when they were just in your house, there wasn't even a video game like the um, WrestleMania the arcade, like the Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I remember that. They were like two hours long, maybe a little bit over, and then the big pay-per-views still and they were cheaper they were like ten dollars cheaper mm -hmm. and then you still had your big pay-per-views that was a good formula it was I like that formula too and and, the, and your houses were like an extra special raw that was worth paying to see exactly and in this nope not anymore not anymore because everything's got to be a four or five hour pay-per-view and now wrestlemania has got to be an eight hour pay-per-view it's nuts rob yeah it's but too yeah much. Um, well the roster is too big so you picked Drew McIntyre to win Money in the Bank briefcase? I do, yeah. I picked uh, Randy Orton. What about the women's match? I I want to see Lacey Evans win a title. Well, the Money in the Bank match. Oh, the Money in the Bank match. Who is all in it again? Refresh my memory. Ember Moon, no. Natty, no. Um, Mandy Rose, Carmella. Um, is Glow Stick in there? Yeah, yeah, Naomi's in there. Um. Who's the girl with the big boobs and big lips? Um, blonde Dana hair. Brooke. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and 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 it, it, I forgot. Oh, I'll tell you. Terrible. Who I that's terrible. I, I know. I know. Ember Moon. I guess. I picked just like I picked Brandy winning it again. I picked Carmella again. I'm I'll take going Carmella. With, yeah, that I, would be a good pick. I, I oh, and Alexa Bliss is in it too. Oh, well, then I always go with Alexa Bliss because she's my favorite. Sorry. Yeah. But but look what we had to do, Rob. We had to piece that damn match together because we're our, <laughs> right. sad. I could really care less about Naomi and Natalia. I, I, if I, if they just disappeared from television, it would take me someone tweeting at me to remember. Oh my God, they were actually employed. Talk so about having Brett's, Brett's beginning of his music, and she says his catchphrase. Like, well, she uh. tries to. She just does it with the least amount of charisma humanly possible. And, and I'll, I'll throw every, you know, I'm a Charlotte flair fan, right? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I do not like her. Woo. It's it, like, yeah. woo? it's like yeah. two girls. Like, I just don't like it. And I wish she would have came up with a new catchphrase. Yeah. I just don't like, I, I get it. The tributes to their fathers and their, their relatives, but Natalia should go back to her fart gimmick. I mean, remember that? <laughs> that was so embarrassing. I, I I watched that the other day and I forgot that that happened. That's that's an absolute Vince McMahon storyline if I've ever seen one. So yeah, poop humor. He loves it. <laughs> oh, well, another great show. Um, yeah. So I'm on the Randy Orton bandwagon for this. I feel like the odds are stacked against me. I don't think many people will, will think that he should win or will win. 
Um, How many title reigns would that make for him? Well, remember, he doesn't mean he's necessarily winning the title. Most likely it would, but he's over 10. So he, he's getting close to that John Cena number. And I, I don't know. I just something about I think that it would just piss so many people off if he wins. Like, I think people would actually they expect Drew to win it, so they wouldn't be mad. Anybody else in that match, I think they would be okay with because oh, it's time. Yes, finally. Because it would be like the Kofi treatment. I, I think Randy's the guy I would just love to see win because I think I would have the most fun with that if he did. And I've never, and I'll be honest with you, Rob, I've never been, sorry, Robbie Vice. I've never been a big Randy Orton fan, except probably maybe when he did the Legend Killer gimmick for those few year runs. The punt, yeah. Um, By the way, he has 13 wins. He has 13 world title wins. But let's be honest, uh, the Jim Ross, he was responsible for the class of 2002 from OBW. And I don't have a problem. You know, I used to hate John Cena, and I did a complete 180. And that's part of the reason why I get behind Roman Reigns. I like Batista. I love the fact that he's a movie star. Um, Brock Lesnar, you know, there was a time I really liked Brock Lesnar, especially when he first came back and he did the FU to Cena or the F5 to Cena. And and Randy Orton's part of that class. So, Rob, why? just like I like all three Shield members, why not like all four of those guys? That was the last time big-time main event talent came up in droves like that. You're right, because everything else, those were homegrown WWE guys, and that doesn't happen anymore. Almost all of these guys are from New Japan, Ring of Honor, and some. And I don't even want to call them indie shows because those aren't really indie anymore, right? Those are big enough that you can't really call them indie. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some people say anything outside of WWE is indie. Well, I think now if, if wrestlers are making six figures, and I think we know in AEW there are plenty of wrestlers now making that, and I would even say a couple in Ring of Honor are making that because a million-dollar company owns Ring of Honor. Those three – Aren't indie impact? I don't know, really. Yeah, you know, that, that's kind of faded. <laughs> but I, I would say the big three are now um, WWE, Ring of Honor, and AEW. Yeah, and, and of course, Ring of Honor you can pair New Japan with them because they like work hand in hand. Right. So. Well, some people do say things like that, virtue, but some people also root for the Knicks. So no one's perfect. There are dumb people out there. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute. That's shade at Vito and me. And I'll tell you what: the Knicks have a higher <laughs> pick than the Cavaliers. This year, they even do. Three. Hey, three. I was, I was Here's pissed. what I think with the Knicks. The problem with the Knicks is they got the worst owner in the NBA. Dolan, it's not Dan, yeah. Dan Gilbert. It's it's Dolan or whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. Um, nobody wants to go there. He overpaid players that weren't worth it, and all those the Carmelo Anthony's, the Stephon Marbury's, the Penny Hardaways. Let's face it, in the 90s, they were in the playoffs every year. They went to two finals, even though they lost, but they were competitive. Um, well, I you guys are get, probably getting KD and Kyrie, so I can well, laugh at your draft. Pick that, and the number three pick, because <laughs> Kyrie's a free agent, right? Yeah, yeah, he can opt out. And, yeah, KD, I don't know how that all works, but maybe he they'll get Anthony. Too. They could get Anthony Davis, too. I don't know. Is he still on, technically, the Pelicans? He he wants to be traded, yeah. Um so we'll see what happens. People are saying that the Lakers might trade the fourth pick for Anthony Davis with some of their shitty assets. So we'll see. That's all I got, man, for this week's virtual. Yeah, man. That, Do your plugs. Oh, man. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Zenomecha, X-E-N-O-M-E-C-H-A. My name is what? Robbie Vice? Am I remarkable? I'm remarkable, Robbie Vice? Robbie. That'd be amazing. You guys can catch me on a plethora of shows. Virtue, what are some of those shows that they can find remarkable Robbie Vice as well as Virtue? 
Well, you can see Rob Vice and Virtue on Wrestling with Virtue on WrestlingWithWrestling.com, which I would say in the next week or 10 days, we're going to get a new one up on there. And, of course, right here on TheBigVetoBrand.com on Virtue's brand of wrestling, we might have to think of a new name, though, because, you know, you got this new name and we got to promote it. So we will see how that goes. But I'm Virtue. Everybody knows that. That's the remarkable Robbie Vice. Follow me on Twitter at NoDQ underscore Virtue or go to my Facebook, NoDQ.com slash Virtue. And I talk about sports, wrestling, video games. Um, I rant uh, mostly not at the product, but at the fans who hate the product. And we'll see how Rob's gimmick evolves over the next several weeks. So that's it, bro. For Mr. Vice, I am Mr. Virtue. This is the BigVetoBrand.com. We will be back next week. Oh, babe. My Do you want me to hold you? Come here. Come here. Oh, my Go God. You were a jogger. You were a jogger. Oh, my God, babe. My shoulders got dirty. Oh, my God. You're like, oh I needed, I needed, I needed surgery. Oh, my God. Did you get a sunburn? No. No, somebody gave me friggin' suntan lotion, oh but my, my back got a little ring, ring burns on oh it. Oh, my Oh, my God. You're a jogger. You it's okay. It's gonna be okay. Can you hold it together? All right. Are you all right? You okay? <laughs>